Aw, what's wrong? Forgot your combo? You should ask Spinner for one of his Ritalin. Really helps sharpen the memory. Was that a joke? Yeah, relax. Don't push me, okay? Dude, what's your problem? What's my problem? Yeah, do you understand English? So you think I'm stupid? No, I think you're a freak. Hey! Hey guys! Guys, what's going on here? Uh, nothing. We're just playing around. We'll tone it down, alright? I'll see you after school. Welcome to All Aboot Degrassi, the podcast where violence is never the answer and artistic differences will never come between us. Wow. Yeah, it's like it's a it's oh, foreshadowing. It's yeah, foreshadowing the events of these two episodes. Yeah, you really summed up the lessons that we will uh, sort of be discussing and learning about mm-hmm. very succinctly there. Well done, Evan. Hello, Evan. Hello, Nick. Hello. Bramp. Producer Bram, hello to you. Hi, thanks. Great job, Evan. Great job. Thank, I was really you. impressed how you Great. incorporated the violence and the art. Thank you. Yes. These are some very weighty themes we're dealing with today. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I just think well, if you if you think about it, all good art is violence. <laughs> Thank you, Lana Del Rey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're here today to talk about some Degrassi. Uh, it's a very special day for us because uh, this is the day after we launched the podcast. Some people have heard it now. I listened to it, um, and I'm, it's very nice to come here into the present and uh, be in this fun podcast that's just become a nice routine for me. It feels so cozy to be here with you boys, the Degrassi boys. I feel very cozy too. I feel like I have a a warm blanket wrapped around me. I need it. It's cold here. Very cold here in LA. It's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a brisk uh, 70. (laughs) I was so cold. That's funny. Just today I was thinking this is the perfect weather. It's so cold. <laughs> I'm uh, always too cold. Angelinos are weenies. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I know. But me in particular, I'm always too cold. I moved here to be warm constantly. <laughs> I escaped the Northwest so that I could always be a little too warm. That was my goal <laughs> moving here. But it was a Degrassi-esque mirage. What I thought of LA was too defined by what I saw in Degrassi. It's not a dream here. No. You can't just become an assistant for a famous model is that what Paige did in that episode oh she was still in toronto then right i don't no, know but then she does the thing in parasite oh, city we'll we'll get we'll get there we'll get there one of these days that's um, so funny okay. i just so i was house sitting and uh and i like to look at pluto tv sometimes when i have access to a tv and so i was watching the degrassi i just turned on whatever degrassi episode was on pluto tv i don't know if you guys are familiar with it but it's like a free streaming service i'm familiar with Pl- yeah things I've... are just on yeah and I, oh weird and i was in the parasite city part of it and and i was like whoa are they in are they in my freaking city but we'll get there at some point do you think they actually shot here i guess they did because there's some hollywood walk of fame stuff we need to talk about these episodes brent stop distracting (laughs) us so sorry stop it stop 
God, we had such a cozy start to the episode, and you had to derail us. I feel distinctly. Evan. I'm cozy now. Um. <laughs> Evan, will you please bring us back to the, this first episode we're talking about today? It's called Cabaret, is it not? It is. Season 1, episode 13, Cabaret, which is presumably named after the film slash stage show of the same name, um, starring Liza Minnelli. Have you seen this show, or have you seen this movie? <laughs> have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard it? Have you I... seen it? <laughs> I have seen the uh, a, a production of the stage show. I have never seen the Liza Minnelli movie. Oh, you should absolutely see it. It's it is like a plus. That's one of my favorite. Well, movies. I heard it was very different than the play, and I liked the play so much. I was like, well, what if it's bad? Uh, so I've never seen a production of the stage show. I've only seen the movie, so I have nothing to base it off of. But it is different to my knowledge because the movie is like all set. It's all like the all the music is diegetic. Like it's all set on the, any of the show, mm. songs that play. Are like actually happening. It's not like that musical okay, thing where you know they're singing to no one or you know whatever. Um. Anyway, off drop, off topic, but um, cabaret, very good. Um. So yeah, so let's just dive into our main plot. Um, which is like we a- open on Terry being a witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Terry is on like some woo woo website, which is called um. Let me get this right. Madam Caroline's amazing mystic oracles. I'm so glad you wrote that down. I didn't even think to look. Do you know what Carol Ann is? That's a poltergeist reference. Oh my God, you're right. right. Yes. The girl trapped in the TV, Carol Ann. Do you think they were, wow. do you think that was intentional? Okay. Do you think they were actually well, having yeah. fun? I think this is a sort of meta commentary because they're all trapped inside the TV because they're TV characters. <laughs> so in their world, the Oracle <laughs> would be also trapped in the TV. So it's Carol Ann. Wow. This all happened to her while she was trapped in the TV in Poltergeist. She lived an alternate life where she started a woo-boo uh, fortune-telling website in Canada. This show's just too smart for us, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're prepared to delve <laughs> with this. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Terry's, I don't know, getting her witchy witchy lesbian vibes on. Um and Ashley is playing a dour, moody song she's written, and wants, and she wants to perform it with Terry as "quote unquote" two girls and a keyboard, which is a terrible band name. Barf! It's really bad. Um, Do you remember fucking school talent shows when girls would sing to some fucking supercut song that would like prove how good their voice was, and it was always so slow and boring. I remember one time at a school talent show, two girls sang the same song, oh, and they no. knew they were both going to sing it, but they were like, nope, this is the only song I can sing. Do you want to know what song it was? Okay. Um, what Do I know? I hope I... you dance. I hope you dance. Do you know that song? I hope you dance. Who's that by? They thought it would really show off their pipes. Both of them thought it would be a perfect song to sing. Who, who sings that? I have no fucking clue. I don't even know what that song is. I believe it or not, after hearing that song twice, I was that was plenty for me. <laughs> I never needed to hear the original. God, I to Ashley's credit, I'm like we rarely, at least in middle school, we like never had people who actually performed an instrument when they sang at our talent shows, and certainly not original songs, and certainly not an original song. Um, so props to Ashley for playing this, you know, moody sad song um although i don't we'll get to it um i have questions about this uh song um 
But uh, oh, why? Because it has no verse. Uh, we'll <laughs> get to it. We'll get to it. I have <laughs> questions. Um, so, but yeah, so we find out that Degrassi is holding a talent show, which they're calling the Cabaret. Hence the the lunchtime the Cabaret, which I feel yes. like that information doesn't come till much later. Also, <laughs> I like, feel like halfway through the episode, they say, "By the way, this is happening at lunch." Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, we, I mean, we always just, for our talent show days, it was always just like, oh, this is like a special event set aside, like, during the day, like, when classes would be happening, and said we're gonna do this. We had those, but then we also had, like, optional after-school ones, the same way it, there would be, like, a school play after-school. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Ashley, being Ashley, she just ignores Terry's suggestions about, uh, you know to make the song more upbeat terry has ideas but ashley doesn't want to listen to terry's ideas and so we get some some tension brewing between the two of them oh i actually want to talk about the very first scene and i know that's still where we're on so that's appropriate <laughs> yeah <that's> exactly but <laughs> it opens with terry talking about her website and ashley is playing the piano and Ashley snaps at her. She's like, Terry, I'm doing this right now. <laughs> like, I'm playing piano in the corner while I have a fucking guest in my house. <laughs> and I'm not even allowing her to participate. <laughs> you are a terrible host, Ashley. Yeah. Do this when you don't have a guest. Yeah. So, I... I... Uh, yeah, we'll, 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 I have, I, again, I still have some issues with this. I, we'll get to it. <laughs> I have so much I want to dig into it. I'm like, it's not the time. It's not the time yet. Um, uh, this is interesting, though, because this is our first glance of Ashley's interest in music, which, as we know, will become very <laughs> central to her character as the show goes on. This is our yeah. first little taste. Do you think she does music while she's in London? <laughs> she's probably doing some that's, music that's there, That's like right? the whole reason she was there, right? We'll get. Oh, really? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I forgot. We're jumping ahead. Um, so the next day in class, Paige suggests to Terry that they should, quote unquote, her words, totally hook up for cabaret, which um, (laughs) is interesting phrasing, Paige. There was a weird period in the early two thousands where people didn't know what hook up meant yet. We hadn't fully decided. Right. It was. It was like in flux. Yeah. The meaning was in flux. I noticed. Yeah, I noticed this a couple years ago when I read the Animorphs books, and every few books they would be like, oh yeah, Jake and Cassie hooked up at the barn, and I'm like, I hope they didn't, they're much too young. Oh, really? Oh, see, yeah, I never read but Animorphs. they just mean they would like go meet up there. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> like, it makes sense, and I knew what she meant, obviously, but I was just like, hmm, interesting, interesting phrasing um, with, with time. <laughs> Um, I feel like at one point it did mean like get together. Yeah, like right. let's hook up after school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just think I think we've kind of decided as a as a society this means one thing now. Basically, mm-hmm. it means fucking. Yeah, and they are not fucking this episode. Um, but Terry tells Paige that she's performing with Ashley and says she can't perform with Paige, even though Terry admits that she doesn't like the song that Ashley's written. Uh, so Paige tells Terry to convince Ashley to rework the song and include her in the band. Um, which, can we talk about Terry for a second and, like, her character? Because she kind of... Yeah, is... her character. Yeah. The one that exists. Hmm. <laughs> well, she's actually, like, a very shady and two-faced person. Like, she actually is very... She's always got her ear listening, like, you know, like in the previous episode where she's listening to Emma's conversation and eavesdropping and she's always just kind of like a gossip 
I think she is a little too smart for these fucking idiots. And I feel like after her exit from the show, which left it open that she could come back, she never does come back. And I think that's because Terry's like, God, I went to the worst fucking high school. There was always some fucking crazy drama happening. I never want to see those people Oh, I think she likes the drama. She's shady. She's... No, I disagree. I I think she can't wait to get the fuck out of there. And she just sees these people as pawns in her (laughs) irrelevant childhood. I feel like she's better than these people. I think she does. She proves she is not better than these people at all. This episode, <laughs> she's mean. She's mean about Ashley behind her back, which is like Paige is mean, and you love her. Why do you hate Terry? But Paige Examine owns, yourself. But Paige <laughs> owns being mean. Like Paige is like makes no bones about. It. She's like, yes, I am who I am. But Terry like doesn't own up to the fact that she's mean. She's has to be. She's two faced. Um, which you know she's a teenager, so we're all two faced. But she doesn't own it, and I want her to own. Can I? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I want I do I want her to own it. Um, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to say, um, there's a Heather Sinclair mention in the scene we were just talking it's a good about. Line. And apparently Heather Sinclair did a a Highland sword dance that was boring at the previous talent show. Which I find hard to be- like, how is that boring? That sounds crazy. How do you bring swords to yeah, if you're throwing swords around, that sounds cool. It, we, it, so is she Scottish? Is that what the Highland part means? <laughs> that's what I would imagine. That's, that's where my mind went. Um, we actually had so Holly J is also Scottish. Ooh. Mm, um, we actually had someone at my talent show who every year she would. Her name was Darcy, and she would do a river dance act at our talent show. <laughs> sounds cool as fuck. It was cool as fuck. I mean, the novelty world, because she did it like every year, but like it was always very impressive. Wow. And it was like... Read the room. Yeah, you know, I like new material, maybe. But um, <laughs> but it was good. She was very talented. Um, so that's what it reminded me of. Um, so later that day, Harry gives a PowerPoint presentation on her woo-woo mystic oracles stuff that she was looking up at the beginning of the episode. And she uses a Ouija board to guess the name of Spinner's pet because she's in touch with the other side. Ooh. Was there any actual PowerPoint? It seemed like it was just a slide that said. We got to the end. I guess we just saw the end. Yeah, Yeah. we were in media res. And so we just saw her last slide. I mean, you know, she it seemed fine. I I, I trust Mr. Simpson when he said that was that was good. Good job. Um, But she does have a demonstration. So that's that that earns her top marks. Um. But Paige finds out during this class that Ashley is very superstitious, which gives Paige and Terry an idea of how to use that against her. Why is Ashley superstitious? What is her character? Well, she Who says is she? she says that her her uh, aunt was able to predict that her grandma would have a stroke through tea leaves somehow. So there you go. What? Okay, there fine. You are I, you su- I don't want to. Are, sh- are you superstitious? No. No, I'm not either. No. I think I used I to think it was for that. <laughs> I used to think it was like fun as a kid. I still think it's like kinda of, like yeah. I think astrology is like fun, but it's also like fake. Um Yeah. I I have a lot of stand up bits about it and it's a little triggering to think about them right now. So I, I feel like we need to move on. Okay. <laughs> so later that day I'm just gonna start doing stand up bits. <laughs> Save it. Save it for the save for the show. Um, later that day, <laughs> Ashley watches as Terry gives Manny a tarot reading. And she tells Manny that her day will end with a twist. Foreshadowing. 
And then Paige asks. It really did seem like she was threatening her. It seemed like she was like, be a shame if an uh, accident happened to you, like uh, at the workplace or whatever. <laughs> it was very that bad. It was very ominous. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I guess she turned out to be right. So Paige goes to Terry for a tarot reading and she asked if she should join the band. And Terry rigs the deck. So that she can give the reading like that a fucking snake woman. Yeah, exactly. Like a huckster. Um, <laughs> so that she can give the reading that they want and convince Ashley to let Paige join. But Ashley Do you is think like Terry does like three card Monty like behind the school and is like hustling people. <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. I wish that, that would, would be an interesting thing. That would for make her to do. that would make that would give her something to do aside from be a doormat. Um, but Ashley still isn't buying it because Terry is a mere amateur huckster, not like her <laughs> aunt, who is a bona fide huckster who predicted her grandma's stroke with tea leaves or whatever. OK, I do want to talk about it. I do want to talk about it. You know what pisses me off when they're like the conjuring two, based off of true events. And I'm like, yeah, it's true that someone fucking went to this grieving woman and said, I can talk to your dead husband and then took a bunch of her money and then said... It makes me so mad that those people are those hucksters, those sham, that sham couple who would go to grieving people and pretend to talk to their dead relatives. That is a fucking scam artist and they should be investigated, not celebrated. They should not be the stars of the most successful horror franchise. And it's certainly not based on a true story because if it was based on a true story, they would go, oops, no ghosts here because there's no ghosts anywhere. See you later, lady. Are you telling me okay. that Annabelle isn't really terrorizing people yeah it was a fucking raggedy ann doll that was like present when i know they made died. her look so evil guess what people die all the time and there's fucking shit in the room not all of it's cursed i'm so mad this is why i didn't want to talk about it evan i'm sorry i'm yelling at everyone today i don't know what's wrong with me so where I were didn't we really the warrens were such a trigger for you wow i was really mad a lot of rage uh, well, well, Manny's also enraged because she twists her ankle, wouldn't you know? Uh, <laughs> she was playing with fire. She was on the school steps. She was, she yeah, was she was on the school that. steps doing her little dances. And then um, she twists her ankle just like Terry predicted. Ooh. Ooh. So Ashley is like, well, who am I to argue against the Oracle? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Uh, so now that Paige is she says the oracle, but she also says the oracles at some point, right? Yeah. What are the okay, oracles? Okay, so I'm very confused about the terminology they're using this episode, about the whole boo-boo thing, because they're like the, they're like saying that like tarot reading and Ouija are like or mystic oracles, and I'm like, I don't, is that how you classify them? I mean, I'm not, I'm not a witchy person personally, so. I, yeah, I don't know that much about it, but what I can say is when I hear the word oracle, I think of like a prophet in a temple. Right. That you can like go yeah. ask. Yeah, oracle of from. Delphi. Right. Like a person yeah. who's like communing with the other side. Um, but not, Exactly. These are just like practices. So I'm like, I don't think these are oracles. These are just. They're talking about oracles like they are gods. And I feel like some 50 year old man Googled the word yeah, crystal it and definitely, like threw this episode together in an afternoon. Yeah, it reeks of like adults just like not doing their research. But I don't know. Maybe we're not doing our research. Maybe this is maybe they've really nope. vetted this. <laughs> I watched the whole episode. <laughs> That's all the anyway, research everything. I need. Um, <laughs> the other page is part of the band. She's part of the band. She suggests changing the name to Paige Michael Chucks and the Sex Kittens, which... 
I it's a great name. Remember Evan. I don't know if you remember Evan, but I briefly was insistent that we name this podcast Pod Michael Chuck and the Sex Kittens. But then I remembered I didn't know how to spell Michael Chuck, and probably most people don't. So yeah, it's you bad correctly for, vetoed that. It's bad for branding. Um, <laughs> yeah, no one knows how to spell Polish names. Um, so that's a great name, but um, obviously that would that would never be allowed in a school. I don't know what they're thinking. Also very, yeah, I don't think that would be allowed. No. But also very, like, big move to, like, enter the band and then make yourself, like, the... the I know. When you have lady. one song to your name and it was written <laughs> by not Ashley. Not by you. Yeah, not by you. But bold move, Paige. Bold move. Um, We admire your moxie, but... It's like you are clearly the stylist of this band. You are not the, <laughs> yeah. you are not the creative force exactly. as far as the music writing goes. Yeah. Although I will say it's much better than... um. Ashley's suggestion three girls and a keyboard let's think of a good name for this band because PMS is also not a good name spoiler alert no they land what on the PMS what I think PMS is amazing it's so first draft it's I mean so I guess fun. If, I, feel like, compelled, I feel compelled to say I also think it's a good name it's a great name. Okay, fine. Yeah. I guess if you're like 14 years old, it's punk rock. Yeah, it's exactly. It's PMS. very punk rock. It's very feminist. It's very transgressive. I live slay. They, they also that. only go by this band name for like one more episode and then they change it to some other shit. <laughs> um, well, I don't even think the band lasts very long. <laughs> it does. And um, you're wrong for once about Degrassi. You do not. The lineup band. changes. The band lineup well, changes. Doesn't well, yeah, the lineup changed in Destiny's Child. It stayed Destiny's Child. Well, I know PMS continues on, but just in a different Brent, form. The next time we see this band, who do you think will be in it of these three, and who do you think will not be in it Ooh, of these three? And uh, bonus question: Who of the people we've met so far do you think will newly be in the band? I think. Just based on some things you said about Terry leaving the show, I think Terry won't be in the band. Um, but I do think her name's Ashley, right? Yeah. Ashley and Paige will be in the band. And I'm going to okay. say maybe Manny. Oh, okay. That's an educated guess. You are wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, you really set him up to fail there. Um, I know. Well, I think the other people in the band haven't been on the show yet. No, so. they haven't. That's why you okay. set him up to fail. Oh, yeah. So you got every question right that you could have gotten right, Brent. But nice. still, bad job. Thank you. <laughs> we don't give half credit here. No, uh. no. It's a pass-fail course. <laughs> All of Boot Degrassi is pass-fail. So Paige shows off the outfits that she wants them to wear, and... I will say, I'm like, that's a cute outfit. That's fun. Again, it's wouldn't cute. be allowed it's... in school, but... <laughs> no, it wouldn't be allowed in school, but I, I like that it's matchy without them having, like, the exact same pieces, mm -hmm. you know? I right. like that. Yeah. I thought they got Terry's styling right when we eventually see her they on did, stage. Yeah. I thought she looked good. Mm -hmm. But Ashley is, of course, like, not a fan, and she doesn't want them to look like, quote-unquote, prostitutes. <laughs> I thought that was so slut shamey, Ashley. Not surprising coming from her. She's no, like, got a lot of shame. She's really between okay between that line and her saying that Paige will make the band quote unquote dumb and sexy. Ashley's really taken <laughs> over the role of female misogynist from okay, Emma. Okay, dumb and sexy. Now that's a fucking band name. <laughs> dumb and sexy, starring Paige, Ashley, and Terry. <laughs> I like no? PMS. I like PMS more. I think Dumb and Sexy. I'm gonna start a band just so I could call it Dumb and Sexy. That's you a good brand name. So Paige and Terry go to Mr. Simpson so he can give the song some funky new production with his synthesizer. 
Yeah. <laughs> Archie is such a fucking lovable dork in this scene. I love how stoked he is to work on these, like, this track with these children. <laughs> He's, like, so amped He's about like, it. oh, we're going to soup this up for sure. And then when it cuts to him again, he's like, he looks like he's fucking dead mouse. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. And we get some lore. We unlock some lore, which if you've watched the original show, you know about this lore. Um, oh, Degrassi High. Remedy. About his uh, high school band, the Zit Remedy. Yes. Yeah. And they have one song and it's bad, which is kind of the joke. Exactly. Just like this band. Yeah. They have one song. They have more songs later before they change their name. Yeah. At this point, they have one song. And, um, yeah, that's fair. And it, it's also, I don't think it's a whole song. I think it's <laughs> We'll get to it. We will <laughs> get to it. Uh, but he comes through with the production. It's fun. It's a, No, it's a good beat. It's like fun. It. Yeah, he did it. Um, and it is a better version. It, it, well, it's, like, it's, a, it's, more, it's a more fun version. Uh, but it's Ashley better. finds out, and she's like big mad that they're changing her song, which, to Ashley's credit, this is her song. <laughs> Yeah, but fucking, I want I want to discuss a, a a young woman by the name of Stephanie Germanata, and she could have just played her little piano songs, and she would have stayed Stephanie Germanata. But you know what she did? She was like, if I want to be a mega superstar, I gotta put a beat behind this. And you know who she became? Brent, do you know who? Do I know? Sorry, could you repeat that? I was giving Stephanie Germanata. Do you know who that is? Um, Stephanie Turbinata. I'm going to guess. Turbinata? Germanata. Terminata. Yeah, the Terminator. Like a Terminator. Stephanie the Terminator. Um, I'm going to guess that she is. Uh, that, that is, she moves, she moves to Degrassi. She's kind of like Lady Gaga. It's Lady Gaga. (laughs) And that lady's name was Lady Gaga. And Ashley could be Lady Gaga if she wanted to, but she's always getting in her own way, including much later in the show. And I think you know what episode I'm talking about, that episode with Drake. Well, (laughs) she needs to, that if she wants to make those changes, she needs to come to that conclusion on her own. But like. Paige is like inserting herself into their band and then saying, oh, also your song's rubbish and we need to, you know, change. I, I don't will know. say, I, think... I will say sometimes you have, I'm a creative. We're all creatives here. Sometimes you do have to listen to the producer. Sometimes you can't sell it the way you think it would be like perfect in your head. She's Paige isn't a producer. <laughs> yes, she is. She's the stylist. She's the producer and she's the lead singer. I agree. Sometimes you got to listen to the producer. I'll just, I just want that on record. <laughs> Thank you, Brent. <laughs> anyway i guess my question at this point is why ashley didn't just choose to perform this song solo because yeah <laughs> here's the thing this song like I, like and even like the way she originally wanted to perform it i'm like that doesn't really work as a duet it's like it feels like it should be a solo act like it, does, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even make sense for it to be more than one person particularly in the way that she was originally going to perform it which is just on piano or keyboard acoustically so I'm yeah, just like, I agree with this. Why did she even have Terry involved to begin with? <laughs> Great question. Also, is Terry interested in music? <laughs> That's something she wants to do. Well, this is that era of Degrassi where like everyone's interested in music or like everyone can like <laughs> play a guitar or just like has a passing interest. Like, yeah, we'll all be in a band and we just are supposed to accept it. There's a little bit of uh, wannabe school from fame in it and they even have a line about that in like season eight they like call out the fact that everyone at the school is like always trying to like become a famous musician yeah 
They sure do try to produce a lot of stars out of this. <laughs> in universe, in universe. Well, they have they have multiple successful models. They have multiple successful <laughs> musical acts that go on to be very famous. I the mean, dudes are pretty famous by the time they're done being on the show. I mean, say what you will about Degrassi. A lot of drama, but also a lot of star power being <laughs> produced at this random school in Toronto. So Terry consults the Oracle again, as, they, as, they're, as they're terming it. And she pulls the High Priestess card and claims that it means going with the new. So they settle on the new version against Ashley's wishes. But the next day, right before the cabaret show begins, Ashley confronts Terry and tells her that she looked it up and that the High Priestess actually means stay with the old and that Terry lied to her. This is why you can't trust psychics. They all have a fucking agenda. Well, and this... they will let it influence <laughs> what they tell you. Well, this also isn't true. <laughs> Um, what, that's not what the thing no means. that is not what that card means I looked it up <laughs> that is not what that card means I don't know where she got that from but according to my lazy internet research the high priestess card means trusting your intuition and if reversed could also suggest gossip and hidden agendas which is appropriate yeah. considering <laughs> Terry and Paige's little scheme so maybe Terry is in touch with the other side after all it is Maybe the man who wrote this uh, didn't have the internet yet and couldn't just Google what the fuck that card was. They have all those computers on set. I he know, but it's 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 Degrassi. It's Canada. It's the early 2000s. They oh don't get gosh. the internet for another like three or four years. That's, that is anti-Canadian slander. They the, have internet. The computers can't work up there. It's too cold. <laughs> That's good for computers. Can, I know, you but it's too cold. <laughs> okay. Um... So now that Terry's been found out, she decides to come clean with Ashley and she tells her that she doesn't let that Ashley doesn't listen to any of her suggestions and she's sick of it. And I don't know. It's like Terry's not wrong, but also like, I don't know, Paige doesn't really listen to Terry either and doesn't really give her a say in anything. She just bosses her around as much as Ashley does. Right. Yeah. Paige, Paige really weaseled her way in there. Yeah. Terry doesn't have any goals. She just wants someone to tell her what to do. No, she's like she's really just, Graham. Yeah, she's just serving a different master with Paige. So, I don't know. I also think it's important to remember that this is Ashley's song. So, I don't know. I think it's you know shitty what, to go man? behind her back. That's the fucking biz, Ashley. <laughs> I've had my meme stolen. <laughs> it's Not your memes. You, yeah, you gotta get up and make a new meme. <laughs> and you gotta copyright those memes. Well, you I wanted to, be to your... put a little watermark on there. <laughs> you I didn't know that be... at the time. I was young. I was naive. I thought I could just put a Beyonce gif out there and it would remain mine forever. God, someone stole one of my Taylor Swift memes once, and that was that was hard oh, for me. That is sad. And then I got and then I got over it. Um, <laughs> so Paige and Terry go on and perform without Ashley, and everyone loves them, even though their song. Okay, well, let's talk about the fucking song. Um, the fucking slays. Okay, this no, it does Kim not. Petrus wishes. Uh, she well. Mm. <laughs> Mm, not Kim Petras. Um So this song is like 30 seconds long. It is all chorus. We don't know that. It could be. We see it start it to finish. No, we see it start to finish. We see them go there on stage and jump. we see it end. 30 seconds long. It is all chorus. No, we see Ashley in the hallway listening and what you don't see is there's it's a all chorus. three hour walk up to there where they're just singing the same 30 seconds over and over again. It's all chorus. They aren't even mic'd. <laughs> So they're clearly lip syncing. I guess they're lip syncing. Yeah. When did they have time to record the new track of their vocals? 
uh the, the day before i mean i, I don't know i mean i, I mean they are just, i mean you, I, they gotta be lip syncing they're not mic'd put a mic on them i mean obviously they're not singing in the sh- you know you know we know that the actors what are not they're singing just projecting they're not um okay. <laughs> but they look nice <laughs> they look nice i they liked look, their outfits they look nice and to Ashley's credit, she congratulates them afterwards and admits that they were she great. She was a big person there. That was a good Ashley moment. It was. It was uncharacteristic nice. of her, honestly, to realize she was wrong and say something about it. I know. I was like, I was like, this is almost like borderline out of character. But I guess we could just chalk it up to character development and her just showing some maturity and making concessions, and that's nice. So they decide to be PMS because Paige, Michael Chuck, sex kittens doesn't really make sense because there's a bunch of other words in there. But PMS, sure. Well, they yeah, they rechristen themselves, not three girls and a keyboard, nor Paige, Michael Chuck, and the sex kittens, but PMS. And that's a great name. You're wrong. That's the end. <laughs> it, I, I like the name more when, spoiler alert, they're genre of music shifts i think it's more appropriate when they yeah when they go from like a a riot girl vibe they kind of go for riot girl at one point and i like pms for that band yeah but then they change it right after that we'll talk about it we need to go through the b plot because it's so it's uh, we talked about this song for so long and it's an (laughs) exciting thing to talk about music but we got to talk about this b plot okay so our subplot also revolves around the school cabaret, which is some nice narrative dovetailing. That's nice. Um, even though I fucking hate this subplot. <laughs> it was, it, we don't need to talk about it for very long. Uh, no, we it don't. It was boring and <laughs> stupid. Ash, uh, Ashley, uh, Emma's dance was stupid. So the okay. fact that she thought anyone would like it is stupid. The outfits were stupid. Toby, I will say he brought it this episode. He did his best. So, okay. <laughs> to recap. Emma wants to do a quote-unquote poetic dance on an environmental theme, which is, you know, that's very on-brand for Emma. And so Emma and Manny will be playing panthers that are gunned down by a hunter. Uh, Again, just very on-brand. Is there a panther poaching problem? Uh, Well, she says they're endangered. I did not double-check on that. That seems made up. You know, sure, sure, fine, Emma. Um, Producer Brim, can you see if panthers are endangered or not? We'll do I mean, in one second. I'm assuming Thank it's you. like a specific kind of panther, but... Okay, I buy that. So she tries to recruit Sean to be the hunter, but he's a stick in the mud and he doesn't want to do it. So after Toby did the mature thing a few episodes ago and supported Emma's interest in Sean, this time he's back on his bullshit and is trying to win Emma's affection by volunteering to be the hunter for her act. Uh, yeah yeah good luck but at least he had a motivation and a goal and he wasn't being a total fucking creep about it i didn't mind toby so much this episode really i thought you were ready to to rag on this poor kid some more hated everything else so much that i was like you know what toby's kind of bringing it (laughs) i mean he's like always he always brings it as far as the performance i just this is not his finest moment for me given the impossible task of being a charming dork but he has no like the character has no specifics to like endear us to him i like him a little better later we're just spoiling this is a soft spoiler zone i like him better later when he has an interest in kendra a because she has an interest in him and b because we actually like get to know some of the things that he's interested in which basically we know nothing about at this point we know he is interested in emma and he's (laughs) <laughs> and he has his friendship with JT, and he's like the straight man to 
I hate JT's. him so much. Anyway. Now you made me hate. Once we started talking about him, I hated him again. We have to stop talking about Toby. <laughs> oh, well, we got to get through this. So uh, this, his decision to join their little dancing troupe, uh, it bites him in the ass when Manny twists her ankle, as we saw in the A plot. And so instead of being the hunter, he now has to be the panther and dance around and be girly. Mm. Like a little homo. Yeah. As JT says in the hallway, basically. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> uh, paraphrasing, but yes, that is the idea. Um, but when it comes time for them to perform the, for the cabaret, Toby completely fucks it up the dance, um, and the audience like quickly turns on them. But to be fair, this act was already pretty cringy, so, you know. It was bad. I feel like they were going to be made fun of regardless of their dancing skill. But then Sean, being the sweetie pie that he is, he tells them all to shut up and let them dance. And it's, and it's very cute. It's a very cute moment. It's like when a Frankenstein, like, protects a kitten. <laughs> yeah, it's you just know? like that. He's a monster, but he has a heart of gold. Oh my god, he's a squeaky pie. He's a baby. He's baby. Easily. As we learn in the next episode, he's a monster. <laughs> oh my god. So after the show, Toby tries to ask Emma out, but she thanks Sean for his help and... Poor Toby's heart breaks all over again. Wah, wah. Uh, does this episode go there? This episode does not go there. No, it does not. I think if it had gotten a little more into the uh, seedy underbelly of the music industry <laughs> and the way people steal people's art. I mean, it, it does, kind there. of. She's definitely exploited. Her art is exploited. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think it goes there. I think this episode... It's fine. It's fine. Um, before we move on uh, and talk about the next episode, I would like to say there is a, I don't know, five, ten second moment where Paige is listening to Ashley's version of uh, the song on her headphones and she makes kind of a disgusted face. And when I was watching it, I was like, this would be a perfect meme format. So what I would like is what song would you like page to be listening to when she makes a disgusted face and i will <laughs> i will put all three versions on the all about degrassi instagram oh how fun okay um and you can edit us a, if we take too long to think brent just edit it out but everyone take a second and think of one okay uh while we're thinking can i report back on my on my panther research yeah tell us about the panther Did you, well i found out that panther just like another name for a cougar which is just another <laughs> okay. name for a mountain lion so unless you're talking specifically about florida panthers which is again just a different type of mountain lion but um according to at least one npr article i found they were once nearly extinct but the florida panther oh. is making a comeback so well, okay. I guess that is but important. If she's talking about like Canadian mountain lions, I don't. I from what I can tell, mountain lion population has has is and has been fine. Well, we know that okay. Emma is a very um, you know world conscious person. Yeah, so I'm sure she was. Point. I'm good sure point. she's concerned about the the Florida panther. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now let's. In my what? opinion, um, mm-hmm. that panther can go. We don't need fucking panthers on this. Oh my let's, god. Let's get out of there. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm an environmentalist, but let's get all the panthers and crocodiles out of there. Florida's got some problems. Yeah, Ron DeSantis, <laughs> not the panthers. <laughs> I would like Paige to make a disgusted face while listening to... Evan, you go first. <laughs> uh, remember that Honey, I'm Good song? Mm-mm. You remember that song? No, how's it go? 
nah nah honey i'm good i could have another but i probably should not it's the oh, worst song annoying. i've ever it's the yeah. worst song i've ever heard in my life uh no okay i would say I that one mine i'm right i'm ready but my timely one is gonna be um that uh sam smith kim petra's song unholy oh, great choice I, w- I almost went with the sam smith song but i don't know any of their music well enough to tell you the name of the song <laughs> i mean any, song... any any song is a good choice but <laughs> My song that I would like Paige to be making a disgusted face to while she listens to it on her headphones is the just the mirror song from the RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas review that they sing in the finale of season 12. And it goes, just the mirror, just the mirror, just the mirror. Do you know that song, Evan? Uh, I did watch that season. I don't remember that song because it was boring. The episode was boring. There you Terrible go. Challenge. It was a bad episode. Brent. Producer Brent, which song would you like Paige to listen to and make a disgusted face? Uh, you know, I was going to say any Flogging Molly song, but <laughs> since I couldn't think of a specific one, I will instead go with the song You Proof by Morgan Wallen. Oh, okay. good choice. I don't know anything about it. You want to sing us a little bar right, real quick? I Well, it's... <sighs> I, it's not about the singing so much like the singing is not good but it's it's more that it's like a country song that has like a a trap beat that sounds like it's from oh, 2013 yeah and say it's no more very popular <laughs> and also okay. this is the guy who um got didn't get to perform on saturday night live because a tape surfaced of him saying the n-word a bunch so <laughs> okay i remember that yeah, yeah. so we have okay eight. perfect <laughs> yeah so we have three songs albums. <laughs> these three songs you could go to the all about degrassi instagram and watch her make a <laughs> disgusted face while listening to these songs go check it out um and we'll be back in just a minute for episode 13 14 of yeah 13 14 no <gasps> 14 episode 14 of degrassi the next generation <laughs> Season 1, episode 14, Under Pressure, which is named after the Queen song of the same name, featuring David Bowie. This one is a song. I can vouch for this one. It's a good song. I like the song. It's a great song, yeah. I They're don't love Queen, better about but this A, remembering good. to name the episodes after songs. I feel mm-hmm. like they forgot at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they're figuring out. They're figuring out their brand. They're they're getting they're getting there. Um, yeah. So this is our first Sean episode. Oh, he is such a bad boy. He's a baddie. He's a baddie. He's a bad boy, baby. He's a baddie. Um, but we stand. I stand. You stand. <laughs> Sean? No. <laughs> what? You don't stand? I don't dislike him. I'm just whatever about him. Oh, I stand. He's he's a project. You stand everybody on this we, show. We can fix you him. don't hate anybody and you love everybody. I don't stand Liberty, but um I like Liberty, so that's how I feel. So this is our first Sean episode. We finally get a glimpse of Sean's home life and his troubled past, which is up to this point has just sort of been shrouded in mystery and intrigue. Like mm-hmm. We only knew that he lives with his brother, his older brother Tracker, and that he moved oh. to Toronto from Wasega Beach, which is apparently a beach town in uh, Ontario. Is the um, is the song "Jump Around"? Doesn't he say Wasega in that song? <laughs> what sounds song? like the "Jump Around" song? House of Pain. <laughs> the "Jump Around" song. The jump around song, I think, is the name of the song. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. This is a sidebar. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Let's keep going. (laughs) Um. So in this episode, we get some more lore drops on Sean. We find out that 
his mother, who has historically had a drinking problem, she's tried to reach out to him because she's sober now. And she wants him to move back to Wasega. And he's angsting over that. He doesn't want to move back. He has a life now in Toronto. Uh, he also has this big media immersion test coming up that he's super stressed out about. So a lot of things are coming to a head for our boy Sean in this episode. And so he asks Emma to help him study. And so they stop by Sean's house first, but he's clearly really ashamed of his home life um, and where he lives. So he asks if she can wait outside. And I just think that's really heartbreaking. They don't say Wasega in the song. I looked it up. That's as if my name was Sega. Play me out as if my name was Trying to play me out like as if my name was Sega. I never knew what that lyric was. Now I know. Yeah, I toned out a little there because uh, I find this episode, even though I like Sean and I like the Sean-Emma relationship, I don't think this beat is particularly interesting watching what? Sean get I think at it's, school. I, th- I think it's so sad to see his home life, especially like when he compares his home life to hers, because you can see why he's drawn to Emma in the first place, because she represents stability that he doesn't have. And so to see that contrast between them is just like in stark uh, it's just, I don't know, it's very, it's very heartbreaking. I feel for our boy in this episode. I feel for him. I was also pretty bored. Oh my god. So, while Emma's waiting outside, Tracker comes home, his brother Tracker, and we think he's gonna be, like, a dick to her again, like he was about her damn article earlier this season. Do you think that Sean, I'm so, so sorry to interrupt, do you think that Sean no, you're not. is, <laughs> like, a estranged, uh, long lost son of Sarah Palin and that's why his brother is named fucking Tracker. Does she have a kid named Tracker? She has a kid named like Trick. All she... her kids are named like Trick and Sprig and Sprink. Oh yeah they do and like Brightly or something. I don't know. They they did have inter- I remember when they were in the spotlight. God. <laughs> dark time. Um uh so we think he's gonna be like a dick to her like he was earlier in the season. Uh, and the episode even does this fun little, like, bait-and-the-switch with the score get, getting all tense. And he says, like... It looked like he was going to punch that child. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he, he seems so very intimidating. And he says, like, what, do you think you're a good influence on him? But then he turns and he's like, yes, you have been a very good influence on him. Thank you, Emma. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's very sweet. But what matters is he briefly intimidated a child. And well, what matters? That's his whole deal. What matters is that he alludes to quote unquote trouble that Sean has gotten into in the past, which concerns Emma. So later on that night, she asks him about it because she's curious. And he reveals that last year he got into a bad fight with another kid and deafened him in one ear, which, yikes. Not good. Not good, Sean. But it's bad. It's bad. But he's like, he's very ashamed of it, clearly. Uh, and, you know, Emma's willing to let bygones be, be bygones because she sees that he's changed. He's a better person now. So I don't know. I'm really rooting for these crazy kids. I love them. It's just they're so heterosexual. Oh, I think that some, was part of my problem. Some people are straight, Nick. I know. And Get it's over an it. issue. Some people are just straight, I guess. Get over it. Let these I kids can't. be straight. No. Love is love. Don't say straight. I'm doing a bill. Love is love. I'm doing a bill in California. Don't say straight. Don't, Don't say you straight. Can't talk though. about heterosexuality in school. Uh, so the day of the big media emergence test, Sean doesn't finish in time before he's locked out of the test, which 
just sends him spiraling for the rest of the episode. He um, fully spirals. He does. I did feel bad at that point because yeah. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like ru- like this one thing it like ruins his day. Um, uh, also, Liberty <laughs> to bring up Liberty, she is an absolute nightmare in this episode. That was so funny. That was the funniest part of the episode was when she wheeled over to him and was like, "Well, the test is over." Beep beep boop boop boop. <laughs> yeah, she's just like cheerfully taunting him when he's locked out of the test because they only had forty five minutes, and she's like, "That's all you had. Sorry." It's and she like, just wheels away. So weird, because it's not like she's like competing scholastically with yeah. this person yeah it's like, <laughs> like he's why are you to... dunking on him <laughs> yeah he's just trying to do his best and meanwhile she's like being an annoying grade grubber to mr simpson being like i need to score a 92 percent in order to pass my test and like i thought liberty was great this episode she, <laughs> even she mi- was very funny <laughs> even mr simpson is like over her bullshit he like is like let i got oh do you hear something i gotta go bye that was uh, also very funny this, this is very I good i like this episode I choose, this is I a good episode that. you're wrong I You're changed my mind. Again. It's funny. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so the next day, Jimmy cracks a snarky joke at Sean. Uh, but Sean is not in the mood for jokes. And so he goes like all ape shit on him. And Sean tells yeah, Jimmy. I, can we briefly check in on the Sean-Jimmy relationship? Because <laughs> yeah. what is, why are they even talking to each other? It's established in the first episode that. They were friends before Sean, like, went away, right? It's not even that they're friends. It's just that, like, oh, they were aware. They knew each other. And, like, okay. and like Jimmy kind of gives Sean shit for, you know, being held back a grade. Um, I don't know. I, I actually brought up in my notes. I was like, this rivalry between the two of them feels very undercooked to me. Like, even knowing that, like, oh, they have this little moment in the beginning of the season. And then, like... Obviously, the most important thing before this episode was that Jimmy injures Sean when they're trying out for basketball. And so that's sort of like, but like, we've kind of forgot that was several episodes ago now. And it hasn't really come up since. You know what this reminds me of? Britta and Aiden Zane on the aforementioned season 12 of Drag Race. (sighs) We don't need this rivalry. No one's buying it. Oh, that was fun, though. I had fun with that. That was bullshit. That was so funny. People sent death threats to Britta, though. That wasn't funny. That, that was not mean. cool. Don't send any death threats to any drag queen. Yeah, and don't send death threats to Jimmy or Sean, either. They don't deserve it. Don't send death threats to anyone from Degrassi. Don't send... I guess don't send death threats, because even if I think the person should die, you'll probably go to jail if you yeah, do it. Yeah, it's so just... don't send any it's death like, threats. Even, even if, <laughs> I was, like... I was, like, running down the list of, like, who qualifies for don't send death threats to this person, and I was like, I guess everybody. Yeah, it's like, even if you, like... Even, like, my ethical complaints about it aside, it's just not good rhetoric to send death threats. Don't do it. Counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Don't, don't send death threats, kids. Um, So... So Sean is not in the mood for these jokes from Jimmy. And so he goes ape shit on him. And Sean tells Jimmy to meet him after school to settle things, which, as we all know, is a code word for a fight. Such Uh, a classic school episode trope. The big fight after school. I love that we're going there with Degrassi. Do you remember what an event fights were when you were in school? (laughs) I remember they were never scheduled. Well, right. So that's weird. For me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was always but like instantaneous. I do remember, yeah. Yeah. I remember like kids like throwing down in the cafeteria. Like everybody mm-hmm. would instantly gather around. And even me, like I was so 
disengaged from the kids at my school. I was like, oh, some of them are fighting? Cool, I'll watch this. I know. It really, that was like what brought us all together was yeah. violence. <laughs> <a> um, great <laughs> unifier. <laughs> just these gladiator battles between the two of us. Um, yeah, I do remember those fights. Uh, I, I usually never got a good good look at them, and I was always bummed out about that. <laughs> well, you're, you're on the short side. Uh, I'm 5'10". But I was short when I was a kid, yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just never around. I was never, like, because we were always, like, hanging out away from most of the kids. And then we'd get, like, wind of it. And then it'd already be over by the time we went to, you know, see the spectacle. I remember one time two of the popular girls had, like, a hair-pulling fight. In the oh, cafeteria. yeah. Those those were always a, a, big, a big one. And uh, I hated both of those fucking girls. So I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they both right. have to go to the principal's office. They both have to tell their parents what they were fighting about. They're probably fighting over some fucking boy who called me a faggot. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I love mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Armstrong's, re- I will say, Armstrong's reaction to Sean just slamming Jimmy into a locker is like incredibly flaccid. And like, I'm like, uh, I don't think, I think you need to get these kids a firmer no firmer... no i'm on armstrong's side here as someone who has worked at a high school if they say we're just playing around you're like okay well you better fucking stop it and then you walk I away no i think he's like i think he's i think he needs to like sit them down and be like well, we need to talk this out doesn't do anything you just gotta let it happen if they're gonna fight they're gonna fight you just oh, gotta man. get out of there oh man <laughs> Can uh, I, just I, jump I, in... I don't work in education anymore i feel like that's important to say i just want to jump in to say that i thought the like I guess choreography of this scene was really good. Like, I think it's a convincing, like the way he like shoves him into the locker, the way they kind of like jostle looked really yeah. real to me. I mm. thought they, I was really impressed with these like children who were able to pull that off. Yeah. Their stunt acting is actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's and no n- stunt doubles unless they're, they're doing a deep fake thing. A very early deep fake. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I will say what was very weird. Okay. Do you remember this? This is a very specific moment. But um, whenever the news is spreading about Jimmy fighting Sean and they're like and Paige and all the kids are talking about it in class, we get this really bizarre cut from Hazel, presumably asking Jimmy. We do not see Jimmy, but Hazel asks what we can assume is Jimmy. So is it true you're going to fight Sean? And then it just cuts away. (laughs) Do you remember this? No, I want you to explain it in even greater detail. (laughs) Do you want me to? (laughs) Yes, I'm dead serious. I don't remember it. Hazel, first of all, Hazel has a line in this episode. She has has one line. She has one line. This is is the line. Um, And so they're in class, and they're all, you know, like, Paige is like, I heard Sean's gonna fight Jim, and they're like, oh, is that true? You know, everyone's talking. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about And then the camera, sort of like, Jimmy's off screen, so it's like, I guess we can assume that, like, the camera is from Jimmy's perspective at this point. Cause then we mm. just see Hazel and she fills up the entire frame. Um, and she says <laughs> like, it's a, so like, like it's a close up <laughs> shot. And she's like, so is it true you're going to fight Sean? And then it just cuts away to the B plot. <laughs> okay. It's bizarre. I, okay. That is very weird. And I will post this on the Instagram as well. Um, but I, just a clarification question. Is it like a series of like conversations leading into other conversations? And it's like some Aaron Sorkin, like walk and talk montage bullshit. Is it like that? Um, that's not a, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Yes. So it's like that. That makes a little more sense to me, but that's still a very frightening edit. 
Uh, I it doesn't it doesn't make sense actually. You should go back and watch it. You'll see it. No, it's, we will all be watching this on the Instagram. Everybody go to the Allaboot Degrassi Instagram and we'll watch this together. It was just a weird, weird moment, and I just wanted to. I was like, this is a weird edit, but um, whatever. Anyway, so later that day, Mr. Simpson has a talk with Sean because Sean's feeling shitty about his performance on the test, but uh, Mr. Simpson's trying to convince him that he's not a failure. Um, and you know, if he doesn't want to be a failure he just needs to believe in himself basically he's trying to give him a pep talk and um but Sean's this whole still episode just... is about inner saboteurs truly truly <laughs> both um... the subplots the subplot <laughs> and the main plot are both about that exactly and uh Ru- RuPaul Charles wrote this episode <laughs> he ghost wrote it um yeah. <laughs> uh but Sean's just like not hearing it he's like I don't I, I know uh he's has you know blinders on uh, and so against Ashley and Emma's protests, Sean and Jimmy, they have their fight. It's our first fight on the show. Yeah. How exciting. It's pretty fun. Uh, it's mostly just a lot of pushing and shoving um, and wrestling with each other. But Sean does land a couple punches on Jimmy. Damn. Yeah. So I, He if, seems I'm, strong. I don't want to get punched by Sean. I mean, if one of them won, I mean, no one really wins this fight. Uh, but if someone did win. Hey, man. Does it, anybody win any fight? I mean, violence isn't. Um, as we, as <laughs> we know. you're making art. <laughs> uh, so Emma tries to step in and break it off, but in Sean's just blind rage, he pushes Emma to the ground and he has this, my God, what have I done moment. Um, mm-hmm. another Frankenstein moment. Yeah. Sean's Frankenstein. The doctor or the monster? No, the monster. I'm just using shorthand. Mm. Can we all accept that he's just called fucking Frankenstein? No. <laughs> no. I read the well, book. What about... Wait, what about Frankenberry? That is the monster, and his name is Frankenberry. That's so true. Clearly, he is, there's he is cultural context at this point that the I monster mean, is also called Frankenstein. I wouldn't say that uh, those serials were um, doing... They're canon. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. we done with this A-plot oh, no, yet? He, no, no. He pushes him over. <laughs> he, no, Sean pushes Emma. And yeah. so the next day, in a cruel twist of fate... Sean finds out that he actually did do well in the test, and his aggro behavior was all for naught. He just didn't believe in himself, and he should have. And so he tries to apologize to Emma, but she's she's not having it. And um, and so the Semma ship is sunk for now. Mm. R.I.P. Yeah, pretty sad. Um, I don't have anything else to say about the main plot. <laughs> I think Do it's you? very good. I just thought I, I just thought it great. was I just thought it was very like moving to see, you know, Sean like, you know, or not moving, but like I was I was very gripped by uh at least by the standards of Degrassi storytelling. Yeah. Um to see, you know, Sean's struggles and like clearly he's like battling these demons and his past. He's like, I don't want to be this person I was and he feels like he's like fall like it's inevitable for him to just be this person. And, you know, I've, I've been there. I think we've all been there at some point in our lives. I feel like, you know, this is just like who I am. And these, you know, these parts of me are just like immutable and unchangeable. And mm. that's not true. You can change for the better. Or the worse, but hopefully for the better. Yeah. It's nice. That's insightful. And on, on that note, I would like to just yes and that and say, Mr. Simpson is really tall. Did you see he's, him standing next to the, the student? He's a giant. He's, so tall. he's a giant. He's I don't know how tall. Uh, uh, it's Stefan Brogren, I think is 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 his name. And um, oh, he's do you very think tall. It's Stefan, it is spelled with the F. 
I, I don't know if it's, it's Stephen or Stefan or Stefan. It could be any of those. How do they really. say it in French? Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Uh, I think it'd be uh, Stefan. Stefan? I don't. I, I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's probably. He's Stephane a very tall man. Broken. Stefan. He was like two JTs tall. He's like three JT tall. What are you? <laughs> JT's so short at this He's point. He's like three Liberties tall. Yeah. Yeah. He's like two and a half JTs tall. <laughs> yeah. We should just measure things in JTs now. I want to measure him in hands like he's a horse. I think he's probably about as tall as most horses. He is. He's very tall. He's a tall man. He might be taller than horses. Um, so, okay. <laughs> he might be taller than horses. <laughs> just all horses, collectively. <laughs> okay, this subplot. Um, so after two whole episodes, Miss Kwan is back, baby. She's back. Ooh. She looks great. She looks like she just had cocktails with her beloved work colleague, Miss Sauve, and Miss Sauve talked her into going back in. And I she think... stormed in and said, Mr. Radich, <laughs> I'm back, damn it. That's very fun. Um Canon says that uh she was just like with her husband while she while he was recovering you from th- chemo. She, but he's already finished the chemo. This is when she gets to go out with her friends and reconnect. <laughs> I would just like to point and out And she's that, like, honey, I can stay home with you if you want. And Mr. Kwan's like, no, baby, you've been so wonderful to me. Go see your best friend, Miss Sauve. I would just like to point out bar, that Miss Sauve, I would like to point out that Miss Sauve literally has not appeared on this show yet. But know, she has but managed to make, but she has managed to make an appearance in every episode of <laughs> this show Ellie, that we are on right Ellie, now. If Ellie is the camcorder person from the scary oh, voting my God. Anyway, video, moving on. then Miss Sauve could be the person person who inspired Miss Kwan to go back to school. That's what she does. She's a guidance counselor. I'm going to write this shit. We're all going to read it together. We're, we're waiting with bated breath. All of us. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's back in she's back in class cuz her husband has finished chemo and uh she's back to busting spinners balls cuz you know, that's what she does best. And um cuz there's a test coming up, an English test. But the flu is going around Degrassi and Spinner gay kid <laughs> Gay kid's back. Oh yeah, the gay, gay kid, kid from Oscar. the cheerleading episode. Oscar, he has one line, which I think is one more than he had in the cheerleading episode. No, he had like three lines in that episode. Oh really? Yeah. Well, in this one that he was says, his spotlight. In this one he says, "Hey, Miss Kwan, I have COVID. Uh, I am patient zero for COVID. <laughs> it will slowly spread around Toronto for the next fifteen years and then become a worldwide pandemic." <laughs> Did you not have a lot of COVID <laughs> trauma watching this episode? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I, I had... was so stressed. No, it when might have Spinner been... walked up to Terry, I was like, you gotta be six feet away, dude. She looks very unhealthy. No, it took me more back to like swine flu, because that was when I was in school. That was the all the rage was the H1N1 virus. Um H1N1 was swine flu, right? I think so. I'm not complete. Okay. Um, so yeah, so the flu is going around to grassy and Spinner hatches another like brain dead idea of his and so he's like i'm intentionally going to contract the flu so i can get out of this english class because that makes sense um you won't have to make i, that I kind of ever. understand where he's coming from my partner thought he might have covid for a second he doesn't but i was like "Ooh, if you do it would be good timing because then i could get out of jury duty because i will have covid <laughs> but then you don't have to make up jury duty you just you're out of jury duty. He has to make up his test oh, if he gets true. out of his test. So I'm like, what are okay. you doing? You're just delaying the inevitable. Um, okay, also, yeah. it's not like he's going to use that time to study. So you have a point. 
Right. I mean, at least he does not make it clear that that's what he's going to do. Um, oh, he's not going to study. <laughs> also, him licking Terry's cup is gross. <laughs> I wanted to vomit when he fucking put he that like, finger in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, he like takes his, so oh. he takes her cup and he puts his finger like around the rim oh, and then he like sucks his finger. It. it was, I was like, ugh, ugh. It, it did I something great. a very visceral reaction yeah. to that. That was gnarly. <laughs> he did as well. Can um, I share, can I share a story? <laughs> it's not my story. It's uh, someone I know did something like this and it oh is God, one yeah. of the one of the craziest things i've ever heard my friend i won't i won't name any names but my friend had to go to a work conference Trap. and really i'm gonna i am gonna cut that out but you are correct. <laughs> um didn't want to go to a work conference but didn't want to just lie about being sick okay. so he for like a week was just kind of like doing stuff like that like spinner like licking <laughs> things and whatnot but also mm. Um, at one point I found some hard boiled eggs that he had left like opened and unrefrigerated behind the toaster oven. And I was like, what's going on here? And he was eating them. His plan was to leave them out for like a week and then eat them like at the airport. Well, where his coworkers would also be so that he would puke in front of them and be like, I guess I can't go. And he... You can just say you have diarrhea. They won't check. And yeah. he ate the eggs and he what didn't throw up. It didn't make him sick. He was just <laughs> fine. This person is my hero. Yeah. First of all. I admire his commitment to this really just brain dead idea, but well done. <laughs> Oh, it didn't work though. So not well done. Yeah, it that's didn't what, work. Yeah, that's it's what you get so for uh, you know doing things stupid. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's sort of exactly the journey Spinner goes on, except for I Every, think well, Brett's story was a little more entertaining than this. <laughs> <laughs> and the stakes were higher, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where? Where? I'm still thinking about eating those eggs. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, I'll take it. I, um, I've recovered slightly faster than you on this one. So he decides that another way he's going to fake sick is he's going to run around in the hallway so that it seems like he has a fever. Oh, yeah. And it Which works is also, on Miss Kwan. Yeah, because she's like, oh, you're hot. But it's like, that's not how fevers work, Spinner. That's your internal temperature, not your, like, oh, I'm sweaty. Um, And so, like, he goes to the nurse, obviously. And then immediately the nurse is like, yeah, you're not sick because I took your temperature. Um, and he's like, no, that can't be right. And then, and then the yeah, nurse is like, well, there is another way we can take your temperature to find out for sure. And then he pulls out the rectal thermometer and Spinner's asshole just like clamps shut. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, actually, I feel fine. Never mind. It's a good okay. scene. That's fun. It was very fun. I do think that I have two thoughts about this. If there was documentation of that man doing that, he should be fired. But if someone, did, if someone did that and it scared the kid into just going back to class, I think it's pretty funny and he should get away with it. <laughs> he should obviously get away with it. You can't threaten to put a thermometer in a child's butt. <laughs> That's what they, that's what metal, what do you think? Do you think children don't get rectal doing thermometers? That kind of invasive procedure as a school nurse. Your job is to put a, a damp cloth on someone's forehead and like to, to put antibacterial thing on like a splinter. That's your job as a school I nurse. I mean, I don't know if. I did think he was very funny though. <laughs> I don't know if they use rectal thermometers at school. No, I do not know that. Um, it didn't even look like it was for a human. It looked like it was for like a cow. It was really big. 
it, it, had, a, it had a lot of Vaseline on it. It would have worked. Um, uh, but yeah, he's clearly just trolling Spinner. So, um, and it I, works. I, I'm, I'm sad we never see this nurse again. I wish I we could know. just check in with him occasionally and see the funny things he's doing to the students. Also, like the only time I've he ever seen... He probably got seen... fired for this. That's why we never see him well, again. Well, it's also like only time, the only time I've ever seen a male nurse. Male school nurse, um, I should yeah, say. Yeah, and you know what? Good. Representation matters. Good if you're a man and you want to be a school nurse, you can do it. Don't let society tell you no. Uh, so, so then Kwan, he does good on the test, and well, no, so Miss Kwan, oh, there's there's a lot I here. They have a nice moment. So Miss Kwan, like, she sees through Spinner's scheme, and she's like, "This is your, I know what you're doing. Come on." Um, and they have this nice moment where she like affirms to him that he's a smart kid if he just apply himself and focus. And she gives him some advice, and she's you know a little pep talk, uh, a lot of pep talks this episode. And uh, I don't know, it's just like a very sweet scene that like. They, it puts to bed this rivalry that the two of them have had all season long, and it just closes that chapter. They're like, we're done. We've moved on. And that's Yes, nice. Miss Kwan demonstrates that she's a good teacher and a good person, and I loved her eyeshadow. And that's all she, I have to say. She was serving. Um, <laughs> and Spinner passes. Uh, but then he Yay. starts sneezing. But then he starts so sneezing uh, very at funny. the end. And uh-oh... He might have caught the flu. He got COVID too. Everyone has COVID. He has Omicron because that's the one that made you sneeze. Yeah, um, and then they shut down the school. <laughs> yeah, and then this is the end. Of, this is the end of Degrassi. <laughs> no more. Um. Okay. I we had fun talking, but we've been talking for so long. Uh, let's let's wrap it up. Do we have anything else we want to say about these episodes? I found no Canadian moments, and frankly, I found no remarkable fashion moments. But if you disagree, we can do what? Fashion. Okay. Did, you want to there- talk about it? There is obviously one. Okay, can we get that fashion bumper? Can we get that real quick? As you know, in fashion, one day you're in. Fashion moment. You're out. Canada. To be honest, I don't know how fashionable it is. 2000s. Okay. Okay. I was trying to to be the hype man on that track, you know. To be very good. Their seats. You did very well. Uh, Okay, so the moment is obviously Paige and Terry's ensembles for the cabaret. Yeah, I liked it. And I also liked, um, Paige had like a really fluffy, uh, per- uh, not purple, it was like a blue mm-hmm. sweater. And it was yeah. a very puffy turtleneck, and I liked that too. Yeah, at the be- like where her hair is like in the updo at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was very, her blue ensemble was cute. But yeah, I'm going with uh, their ensembles for the cabaret. It was very, it was also blue, and it was very well, shiny. Well, then trend alert blue, because my fashion moment is Miss Kwan's eyeshadow. She was like, I'm going back to school for the first time after my husband uh, has become well. And I want to look fucking sickening. I'm going to use this blue eyeshadow palette that my dear friend Miss Sove gave me last oh night God. at cocktails. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking serve. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to kick the door down and everybody's going to learn from me, including Spinner. Did this episode go there? Hot take. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think it did. I think Sean's, you know, seeing... Uh... The reality of Sean's life was very, uh, you know, it went there for me. And slight spoiler alert, when you see sort of what path this sends Sean down, it does kind of go there in the sense that this all stems from that, you know, 24-hour period where he couldn't accept that maybe he did a good job on a computer test. Yeah, I mean, he has his, like, bumps. This is just, like, the first of many bumps that he will be on as Mm -hmm. the show continues. 
So, so what did we learn today? Your first. Sean oh. gets a cocaine habit starting right now. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> not, and that's not all we this. have. For, no wait, anything else? Do we have any other things? Uh, well, what did we learn today? Oh yeah, I forgot. We have a whole other segment. <laughs> Let's see. What did we learn today? Everybody, get ready to share with the class. Today, today I learned that eyeshadow is your friend, and it can help you lean in when you're in the workplace. Mm. Mm. I learned uh, that letting superstition govern your life, um, probably not a good way to live your life. Don't do it. Don't believe in it. Also, uh, that uh, the Florida Panther was endangered, but they're on the road to recovery, and I support them. And I learned, I already said it, but I think it bears repeating that a panther, not actually, that's not its own thing. It's just <laughs> like a cougar. a cougar. It's a mountain lion. They're all the same. Wow. I love when we actually learn things. That's fine. I know. Yeah. yeah. You didn't listen to this Degrassi podcast today thinking <laughs> you were going to learn about panthers and which genus, genus they belong to, which phylum. Turns out it's the same one as the fucking cougar. Now you know because you listened to this Degrassi podcast. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you so much for listening today. Yeah, thank you for listening. Follow the Instagram. We just launched it. We're having some fun on there. Let's get some followers. Tell a friend to subscribe. If your friend's not using their phone, pick up their phone, open their podcasting app, subscribe. They don't have to listen to it. We just want people to subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but give us five stars with your friend's phone, too. Who cares? We love five stars. Yes, give please. us five stars. Mm. If you don't, we will die. Okay, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.